Money FM 89.3, best of workday afternoon. Chasing Cars with Clarissa and Julian Coe from SG Carmine. Only on Money FM 89.3. Good afternoon, you're with Money FM 89.3. I'm Clarissa Montero for the Workday Afternoon. Joining me on the phone is Julian Coe, editor from SG Karmat. Now, before we start talking about the subject at hand, Certificate of Entitlement Premiums ended mostly higher in the latest bidding exercise yesterday. COE premiums for cars up to 1,600cc and 130 brake horsepower went up by 2%. From $71,556 to $72,996. The COE price for bigger or more powerful cars ended at $98,389. That's a $500 dip, or about 0.5% lower from the $98,889 at the previous exercise. But don't get too excited because the big one, the premium for open COE, which can be used for any kind of car except for motorcycles. And of course, you never use it for motorcycles, but mostly it's luxury cars and bigger engines, etc. Rose by less than 1% from $99,010 to $99,999, one dollar shy of $100,000. There is growing concern that these ever-rising prices or premiums are being pushed up by commercial bidders or fleet operators rather than private buyers. And whether or not there is merit to this opinion or suspicion, COE prices are continuing to be on the rise. So what are your options? Some car buyers now looking more interestedly in the second-hand car market. So how convenient that my fun size co-host, Julian Co is from SG Karma, the premier place, the premier marketplace, to find your second-hand car. We look at must-know information before you do buy or even seriously consider that second-hand car today. This is Chasing Cars. He is Julian Co, editor from SG Karma. Yo, Julian. Hey, hey, hey. Okay, second-hand cars. You know, we've talked about this which is how much in the forefront it would be for a lot of people. You know, we, we've seen so many different reasons to consider second-hand cars that we might never have considered before. Rising inflation, rising uncertainty, rising petrol prices, rising food costs. So obviously, maybe the, the rise can't be in buying that brand new car. For anyone who is considering a second-hand car, it's not a bed of roses to go out and buy a second-hand car. You really should be asking yourself some serious questions and you really need to do your due diligence before you sign on the dotted line. Yeah, but exactly. I mean, don't, don't rush into it. Not just yet. I mean, think about what you really need more than what you really want, especially when getting a car. Okay, that's true. But... SG Karmat is a very useful um, place, marketplace, to go look at all the different offerings, at all the different price points and all the different age groups of cars that a person might be considering. So what should someone who has never bought a second-hand car be aware of before they go shopping? Now, you go to SG Karmat, the information is there. 
But is that yep. enough information? Uh, I mean, all the information you need will always be on SG Karma, always, because this is, after all, the site that you go to to really check out um, everything you know, need to know about cars. So take the opportunity, I mean, make use of SG Karma and do your research. Um, that is definitely the first thing that you have to do if you have never bought a second-hand car. Do your research. What are you looking for? Seven-seater, five-seater? What's your budget? What's the depreciation of the car that you can tolerate? Go through all the information that we have on the used car side in SG Car Mart. Take a look at the pictures carefully. Take a look at the numbers carefully um, and make sure that everything you need are all covered. Okay, now, you know, the thing is when you buy a brand new car from the registered dealer, from the authorized dealers, you, you, there's a safety built in. If you buy a lemon, you've got years of, you know, warranties, etc. And yes. they will do everything in their power to make sure that you get a good car. Yes. But that's not necessarily the assumption if you go to an open market, secondhand car dealer. So yep. what are the potential buyer's rights? Okay, so don't be shy to clarify. If you've got anything to ask, if you've got any burning questions you'd like to clarify, ask away. So that, to me, is the first right as a buyer. Um, you've got rights to make choices. You've got rights to ask questions. Whether or not it's, it's, it sounds stupid to you does not matter because it's better to get it out of the way than to sign the papers, then realize, oh, you know what, I should have asked that question. When it comes to Lemon Law, well, we are all protected by case trust. So you don't really have to overthink. But here's the thing, right? You'll have to ask certain questions. So for instance, when I bought my car, I actually asked, if I drive this for, say, less than two weeks and something goes wrong, is that considered a lemon? And then they'll, of course, try to find a way out of it, but be consistent and be very, very sure of what you want. And, of course, be prepared to walk away if the answers that they give you do not satisfy you. Because, after all, you're the one paying the money, you're the customer, you're the buyer. You have every right to just walk away. All right. Now... For everything, whether it is a job uh, opportunity or a home that I'm considering buying or renting or whatever, or cars, particularly if it's a secondhand car, I have three questions I ask myself. What do I absolutely want that I will not negotiate on? Two, what am I willing to compromise on? And three, what is my line in the sand? You know, this far no further. And that has always helped me decide, you know, okay, so this car, like the, the most recent car that I bought, at, which is a secondhand car, never been in an accident, but there were certain niggling things about it that I knew in very short order I would have to change. So the question was, can I compromise on that? Or does it cross my line in the sand? Or overall, the car still fits in my everything I absolutely need from it before I bought it. And, and I think that you need to have those things very clear in your head. What do you absolutely want? And that includes price and how much you want to pay every month and insurance and all that. Um, how good, how young, what brand, 
all that, what are you willing to compromise on? So maybe everything else, all your boxes are ticked. It's the right car. It's the right age. But it's the wrong color. Are you willing to compromise on the color? It is, after all, a second-hand car. You don't get to pick that. And where is the line in the sand where absolutely no way, nah-ah, that's a bridge too far for me. You have to be very clear about that before you move forward. It's how I feel. Oh, I absolutely. I, I have to agree, especially on the color part. Mm. Because I once went through, uh, before I bought my car in car, I was looking at another car, very good price, unfortunately hideous color. <laughs> yes. Um, I had to let go of it because I, I, I wasn't prepared to drive around in like weird yellowish, shiny, sort of, oh, crystallized sort of color. I, I don't even, see, that's the thing. I don't even know how to describe that color. Yes, been things, there. The things that, that nightmares are made of. Yes, tell me about it. Tell me about it. Yeah, because that's <laughs> that's something else. If you're, you're planning on buying it, uh, a second-hand car in the short term, maybe it's a four-year-old car now and you think you'll hold it for another two years and then hopefully things won't be so uncertain and, and inflation will be under control and, and the war from Ukraine will be over and, and everyone will be happy, right? If you don't think that you're going to hold the car to the end of the COE, then you also have to be thinking if it's a hideous colour like Julian encountered, how much are you going? Are you willing to spend to repaint it? Are you willing to take the hit if you try to flip it in two years and everybody feels the same way that Julian did? It's a hideous color. No way. That is my bridge too far. So all of these things you actually have to consider before you buy it. All right. Now, this is a big one. And I get asked this question a lot. And I say I would do it if I felt in any way, shape or form more safe to do it. Can they insist on a check by their own trusted mechanic before paying a deposit on a car they are interested in? Yes. Yes, you can. In fact, we always advise people who are buying second-hand cars to actually get it checked by their own trusted mechanic before paying anything, especially a deposit on the car. But of course, as a rule of thumb, that used car dealer has to play ball. He has to bring the car down to the mechanic that you chose. You, of course, have to be there. And in return, what we usually do market fit is we give uh, $50 to the second-hand car dealer for making the effort, you know, to drive all the way down to your trusted mechanic, so and so forth. So we've actually done that before. A friend of mine who bought a car, he actually asked me if this was the way to do it. I say yes. And I told him, of course, you got to prepare $50, you've got to pass to the second-hand dealer, and everything went very well. Even when he was prepared to buy the car, he still continued to, he still gave the $50 to the used car dealer because it was the least that he could do for it's a little bit of goodwill, isn't it? Exactly, exactly. And, and he was very happy. Like, in fact, he's still driving that car today. Now, what if a dealer says, no way, nah, I'm not going to do it? Would that be the walkaway point? Because maybe yes. this is not a trusted dealer. Yes. To me, to me, yes. That's, that's why I always say, be prepared to walk away because you have rights as a buyer. All right. That's good to know. I think that's very useful information. What about buying a second COE car? What do you absolutely need to know before you consider it? And um, what hidden costs? Okay. So... The hidden cost is this, and you have to realize it. When you buy a COE car, your road tax will be 150%. So, for instance, if you, you decide to buy a 2-liter car, and that is already on the second COE, you're no longer going to pay $1,200 
for the COE. By the fifth year of owning that car, you will be paying 1800 That's your road tax. Because, that's right. That's just the road tax itself. So your road tax will be taxed um, an additional 10% every year from the first year right to the fifth year. So that adds up to 150%. So that's something you've got to consider because think about it. If you buy the second COE car or rather car or uh, second COE and it's already in the fifth year onwards, when you take over that car, you have to be prepared to pay 150% of the road tax. So imagine, just imagine you decide to buy a Lexus GS350 and the displacement capacity is 3.5 litres. You have to be prepared to pay some 4008 maybe even close to $5,000 just for road tax on an annual basis. So this is something, this is sort of like a hidden cost that not a lot of people know. You have to do your research, like I said, on SG Karma and make sure you're not paying something you, don't, you did not expect. Okay, what about insurance? Is it also higher on a second COE car? Okay, not necessarily. Again, depending on what you buy. I mean, if you decide to buy a sports car, definitely high. Um, if you're going to buy a family car like a Camry, even if it's on a second COE, it's going to be fine. I mean, uh, granted, you're not 18 years old. If you're like, you know, 30-ish, why not? I mean, I, I say go for it. Um, you don't have to worry that much about insurance. It's always the road tax that's a bit tricky, but sports car, if you buy a sports car, insurance, that's the tricky part. But if you're going to buy a family car, I wouldn't worry that much. All right. Now, second COE cars do actually have a couple of things that you want to consider. One of them being, in most cases, you're probably going to see your mechanic a little bit more regularly. Yeah. I mean, not terribly more regularly. uh, If you're smart and it's a second COE car and it's Japanese or Korean car, you should be all right. Now, if it's a second COE car and you buy a Continental car, you definitely will see your mechanic more often. Yes, this this is probably true to most people. However, that said, I believe it varies um, from car to car. It sort of also depends on how regularly you drive the car and how regularly, obviously, you service your car. And do take note, this is usually the standard practice. If you buy a car with a second COE, Servicing is no longer done every 10, 15,000. It's usually done every 5,000 clicks or three months instead of like the six to eight months. Just this is a guideline so that you kind of just make sure that the car that you're driving is always in tip-top condition. I mean, the worst thing you want is get in the car, you're in a rush, and the car just wouldn't budge. Yes. So I say, which is why I say it, you prepare, be prepared to see your mechanic more often. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much, yep. <laughs> right. So before I let you go on this one, uh, do you have a checklist for yourself? Uh, if you are in, in the market for a second-hand car, what is on your checklist? Okay, I'll, I'll have a couple of things, right, on the checklist, but it's always very easy to just... Because my checklist and your checklist and other people's checklist will always be different. Um, my checklist has got stupid things like, you know, features ventilated seat, you, you know, those those to me are really important. I am eye-rolling <laughs> right now. <laughs> but it's always easier to just hop on to sgkarmart.com, do the research, and then find out for yourself because you will only realize certain things on the checklist that needs to be on the checklist 
when you're on the website, when you do a little bit more research and read through maybe some of our stories and advice articles and get through into the used car section and just look at all the numbers, look at all the pictures, look at all the information of the different sort of cars in that segment that you're looking for, and you sort of realize that, oh, actually, you know what, I kind of need to include certain things that I did not include before in my checklist. So, like I said, it sort of goes back to the same thing that we really started on, on this show, which is all about research. If you're going to buy a second-hand car, get onto com. do your research. Okay, can I just say for the record, I bought my last three cars uh, from SGCarma. Well, from doing my research on SGCarma, I narrowed down the car I wanted and the dealer that I wanted, and I bought the cars uh, physically, of course, at the dealership, but after I'd done my due diligence with SG Karmat. So I found it a very, very useful uh, resource because, as Julian said, those articles were there. And I read all those articles. And one of the cars that I bought was a car that had a year left on its COE. And I bought it anyway, and I'll tell you why, because I always, always wanted to have that car. And I would never have been able to afford that car new or even three or four years old, or even seven years old. But <laughs> but I found one on Eshikama that was in pristine condition. The guy who owned it was one owner. He absolutely adored the car, treated it like it was his, you know, firstborn child, took ridiculously good care of, of the car. <laughs> I mean, when I saw it, it looked like it had just rolled off the showroom floor. Nine-year-old car, mind you. And because... His wife had basically put her foot down and said, sell the car or I'm going to sell all the other cars. He sold it for a song. Oh, that's lovely, man. Yeah, I know, right? And so I got to drive around in my dream Jaguar for a year and it was no trouble because he had taken such brilliant care of it. Even the dealer bought it back for us or, you know, scrapped it for me, basically, and gave me a ridiculously high price for it because it had already been in such great condition. All I had to do was maintain it for a year while I drove around in this car, fulfilling a dream. Mm. Mm. You're a horrible person. <laughs> I don't understand. What? I don't understand. How how can nice things happen to you but not to me? I don't get it. Yeah, because I'm a nice person. What can I say? Anyway, uh, it was a it was a beautiful drive and I would never have found it if I if not for Eshikama. And the <laughs> next two cars I bought after that, also the same thing. So one of the biggest advice like pieces of advice I can give you for SG Karma and when you're looking at pictures of secondhand cars, look at those pictures very carefully. Because do not assume for a second that those pictures aren't doctored to make the cars look better. So look at those pictures very, very carefully. And if you spot the smallest little itty bitty thing that raises your concern, but you want to go look at the car anyway, be very sure to go and take a much closer physical look at whatever you saw in the pictures when you go see the car. No, I have to agree. Uh, actually, you made a very good point. Like, you know, a lot of people's checklist would not include how many owners the car had previously, but because we have that information on SGCarmart.com, mm, mm. it, it might as well be on that checklist, if you may. I mean, if you have never thought of it, this could be something that you need to consider. I mean, the cars that I'm looking at has got like six owners and more, which is ridiculous, right? But if you're gonna, if that bothers you, which it really doesn't for me, if that bothers you, you can probably try and find a car that has probably one or two owners before. Right. And do not be fooled by the one careful lady doctor owner spiel that car dealers yeah. try to sell to you. 
Yeah, it doesn't really matter. And I know a lot of doctors. I would never buy a car from a doctor, I'll tell you why. They're not the best drivers. <laughs> <laughs> that does not surprise me at all. Right? So yep. why why do you think that a, you know buying a car from a lady doctor would be a good thing? No. You know what? You want to look for um, car reviewers. We hmm. are the best car owners because we're so persnickety about everything that yep. we take very, very good care of our cars. The smallest niggle that, that, that you know, Smallest niggle, me. smallest yeah. noise, smallest not perfect running conditions. We are yep. at our mechanics. So yep. that's what you're looking for. Not exactly. lady doctor, <laughs> car <laughs> reviewer. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I guess you've got, you got, you got a good point. you got a good point. And on that note, I hope this helped. If you are looking at second-hand cars or even second COE cars because it seems to be a practical alternative to plunking down almost $100,000 in just COE premiums before you even consider the cost of that new car you want. And hey, you never know. Like I did, you may fulfill your fantasy dream car uh, check box and buy an older car that you can afford and that is the dream drive that you always thought it would be. Yep. I'm Clarissa Montero. He is Julian Cole from SG Karma. This has been Chasing Cars on Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.